Welcome to the Tape Takeover Podcast. This is Tapes. This is Zach. And today, this is by far, listen, we done listed out a whole bunch of things that we want to do, but this is by far going to be one of the favorite episodes that we're going to do outside outside of um, Tapes Takeover Podcast. Um, we're bringing to you the Don, which is highly anticipated. We can announce it. At the start of this year, and he brought it out for us right in time, first week of the new year. What you think about that, Zach? This is probably my most anticipated album, probably ever, because, you know, I'm an Eminem fan. He just drops randomly. I've never been told straight up before, like, hey, I'm dropping it this Friday. Be ready. So this this whole week was torture for me. Even though he was dropping snippets, I needed the album, and when I heard it, Bro, I can't even put into words. Yeah, bro, that's how I how feel like. Um, I'm not too big on male artists, but The Weeknd is by far the best male artist there is. By far. I mean, it's, you know, he has oh, no he's competition. The, definitely the biggest. Yeah, like outside of Kanye, I feel like he's the the biggest artist um, of this decade. Leading into 2020, he's definitely going to be um, a very pinnacle factor. Yep. Of the 20s. Today he broke his, yeah. he broke his all-time... Uh, monthly listeners on Spotify, so he's yeah. getting even bigger, which is scary to think about. Because I mean, he took over the tens as well, but the twenties is definitely going to be his. So um, yeah, I feel like yeah, for sure, twenties is going to be his as well. Because tens he ran it, but a lot of artists did too. I feel like twenties he's going to definitely run it again, but this time it's going to be more mainstream. Oh yeah, like he's, he's going to be in the spot like the entire decade. Yeah, the weekend is bringing all of his sound together. Through all the albums that he's made, he's bringing it all together. So yeah, and he's got so many different sounds. Like he could run with any of them and make an amazing album. Exactly, man. So yeah, like I said, um, I'm very excited about this. Like I, I can, I couldn't wait for this. The whole day, um, going through work, I was thinking about it. Driving home, just thinking about talking about this. Um, I'm, I'm just so happy. Very, very happy. Bro, I can't I can't <laughs> tell you how many notes I've done I've done taken, how many times I've re-listened, exactly, how many just how many, like I've paraphrased in my head what I wanna say. Right. Like I bro, I can't even bro. No diss to gunner, but I have not even checked it out yet. And real time right now recording this on a Wednesday and I still haven't checked it out, so that should let y'all know something. <laughs> like I've listened to this album I think like nineteen times. Yeah. And I'm not a gonna fan, but I've literally played two songs off Gunna and I'm like, yeah, let me go turn on back on some Abel. Yeah, more of the story. The weekend is here. I think this is gonna be the best um album of twenty twenty two. I think it is too. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get into it. Um, we're gonna start off with an analysis. Um, the the picture that this album has painted for us, to say the least. Um, I would say this album painted for me, and this is because no analysis is right. This is right. This is my own take on it. I would say this put me in the mind frame of the dark. This is basically the darkness for um the dawn. Which I mean, the dawn is. The um top of the morning, right? Is that if I'm, if I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, about seven a.m. Yeah, you did a whole about yeah. about five a.m. by five a.m. where people are still sleeping. You know, some people getting up for work, some people are not. You might have like a little Hardy's open or something like that, but <laughs> no restaurants <laughs> are open. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just that's when you're in your thoughts. So that's when you're fresh, you're ready, you're out of bed, you're ready to go. And so, um, but this is more of a 
not the done as like a happy done. This is like a sad morning done. And starting out when he goes with gasoline, the weekend basically wants to die. His girl, obviously from after hours, you, you I mean that we can already see what type of female she was. Obviously she's breaking his heart based off the tracks. Longing to the streets. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Throw her to the side. <laughs> and he basically wants to die. Pour out the gasoline on me, basically. You know? And that's telling him like, brother, like, you gotta come back from that. Like, no, th- we cannot do this. You did this in after hours. You didn't want like you gotta leave her alone. She's for the streets. Okay. It's time for you to come back to the life weekend. We, we got we got to stop saying this sad depression ish, <laughs> and we just got to get back on our shit. We we got to get back to life. So that's basically how I look at it. And then when he goes into how do I make you love me, he's still pleading out for her, like what can I do? That's basically like, like I done did all I can. I wanted to die. You brought me back. She didn't. She didn't basically want to um have him die. So it's like okay, well what can I do? You you feel where I'm coming from, Zach? Like you see, oh, you see I know like exactly going. what you mean. Yeah, so it's like, okay, oh, what I can I do? She's basically leading him on, temptation-wise. This is very much a temptation type of um album. Like she's very tempting him, Shoot. leading him on. And we know who he's probably talking about too. Uh huh. He's got a habit of mentioning. Yep. <laughs> so take my breath, y'all should all know about take my breath. I, I don't really have to go deep into that because that came out. That was a single before the album. So you should already have a um, picture painted for that. And then that goes into sacrifice. He sacrificed all his time for this one woman, and she's still trying to take my man's time. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why do you want much more of my time when you're not giving me anything? Bro, that why? song brings serious like thriller vibes. Yeah. Like that Ooh. reminds me of a ton of thriller. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe because the that. dancing. I you no. Because he no no because he brought in Quincy Jones, yes. who was the brain behind Thriller. Yes. And if I didn't even know that beforehand, I would still like, yeah, bro, bro, this is thriller. Cause in the video too, like they do like a dance that's not quite like it's not the thriller dance, but it's like its own thriller dance. Yeah. Like they're doing their own thing. Right. And you can just feel it, like like the paranormal, like cause you know MJ was like a freaking I don't know like a monster. No, Abel wasn't a monster, but the people in the video, bro. It was like some demons. Right. So he was definitely following those footsteps. You could feel the Michael uh, Jackson influence. Yeah, like if most of y'all haven't done y'all research, I would suggest y'all do y'all research on Quincy. So, yeah, definitely a big major part to Michael Jackson's success. Not saying he would have been successful without him, but still. But still, yeah, that was a very huge factor, the thriller. So, that goes into Out of Time. That's basically like another um, version of Sacrifice, in my opinion. It's one of those songs that on the outside just sounds so happy. But if you pull up if you pull up a Genius app on your phone and you look at the lyrics, like, bro, it, this is like almost trilogy lyrics. Yeah. But it's just that Starboy sound, that radio sound is put over it. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, basically, like, bro, he's running out of time. We were, we were clock is ticking. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, stop. literally a TikTok. Like, stop suffocating yourself for this one female, please. Here or several, who knows with them? Here we go again. Very specific splendid story. Back at square one, <laughs> you keep on running back, sir. You know, 
um, best friends, very toxic masculinity. Song. Very toxic. <laughs> you know. But this, bro, yeah. this right here, th- this track from Best Friends to Around Every Angel is Terrifying, these four tracks, there is a freaking beautiful transition on every single one right i list i was the first time i listened to this i'm like my god how long is this song it's been like seven or eight minutes i pull up my spotify like i'm four tracks down i'm like huh like i literally would have never noticed if i didn't open up my app like it was so that smooth it just feels like one big song right um best friends i wish it was longer like it was that, that, Me that, too. that song is great, bro. Like you don't have sets as friends now, man. Like because <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> on after hours he had like four, three, four, five songs that were about four and a half, five, six minutes. On this one, I think only one no, two songs cracked the four minute mark, which kinda made me sad because his best songs are usually his longest. Yeah. But <clears throat> the the three minute songs are still great. I just wish it was just a little longer. Right. And so, then that goes into, is there someone else? Obviously, it seems like girl has led him on. And there's someone else in the background, right? <laughs> like. Oh, yeah. There is. Yeah. Know? And so, that leads into the last tracks of the album. He finds out there is someone else. And he's going right back into that dark place once again. And um, that goes into, I heard you're married. Very great underrated track. Um, we all know who that one's about. Yeah. I don't even gotta say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then less than zero, it's basically saying like you know, it is what it is. I'm back to bleeding. I'm back. I'm back to my heart back hurting. I guess you're happy. You know, I was your um, like basically no one else is gonna compare to me. I was your best friend. I was the one holding you down, and this is how you do me. And so guess what? Your less is less than zero. <laughs> Less no than break, zero bro. sounds like some freaking Disney rom com, like something that would play like in the like in the outro yeah. when the couple gets back together, but in the best way possible. That's not yeah. me degrading it. That's like me praising it. Yeah. Like it sounds like that, like silky and smooth and like a beat, beat wise, you know, lyrics wise. You know, it's another that was a house of balloons type set. Yeah, that was a close to a chapter. And, so yeah. That's my And you got Jim Carrey yeah. spitting bars? <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't know he had it in him. Narration was perfect. It um, made me feel like I was in the 70s album, really. It didn't It didn't feel like a 2020s album. It felt like a 70s, sure. 80s um, type album. And that's what I feel like he was going for. Um, with having Quincy Jones on there. Um, I feel like... Um, that's what he was going for. I mean, that's the sound that he and was it going worked. for, and it, and it definitely worked. So, yeah. All right, now for um, my analysis. I'm going to keep this brief. You know, we went song by song, so I'm going to – my analysis, I'm going to look at it the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, just sense. give the bigger picture because you, you gave your so, analysis in there too. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, Dawn FM is like – it's literally FM. It's basically a radio station. Like, it starts off with Jim Carrey – basically coming like like welcome to 103.5 able sings like it's a radio station like it's like and then it gasoline comes in and you have the transitions and it just feels like one big radio station and then i don't know how many tracks in but jim carrey comes in again 
then you'll have I um you have an interlude by Quincy, which makes it feel more of like a radio because it's not just song after song after song. There's like skits that come in, and then to end the album is a Phantom Regret by Jim Carrey, which is just three minutes of him just rhyming like telling a story. You just feel like it's you're in freaking heaven. Like freaking like this album would have been good without the narration. Of course, like this is probably the, one of the best vocal performances of the year. But when you add this narration and these skits and you put the aesthetic of it being a radio station, because I remember back in a couple months ago on Twitter, he's or on Memento Mori, he said the album was done. He just was missing a few key narratives to the picture. And Abel found those narratives, and he freaking put on a hundred. Like, I would have never thought, you know, like, I have my album, I have all the songs done, but let's make it a radio station. Let's bring in one of the most iconic actors of all time. That's, like, that's, but it's one of the, like, usually a comedian actor, like, he does comedy, and have him come into, like, this serious role that you could, you, that he, could, some artists would have, voice of themselves, some would have brought in one of their friends, like some would have brought in a, a serious actor, but he brought in like one of his good friends in real life, Jim Carrey, that used to be his neighbor, that still might be, so I thought that was really brilliant that he did. Oh yeah. And you can, and on a lot of this album, you can feel a Prince influence, and you can definitely feel a Michael Jackson influence more than anyone. Heavy on the Michael Jackson. Like Michael Jackson, because even on the remix music video for Sacrifice he released last night, he was dancing on the tiles like it was freaking Billie Jean. So any chance he gets to pay homage to Lily, his idol, he's going to do it. Oh, yeah. That, that You're wrapping that up? That's your analysis? Yeah, that, that's my analysis. Okay, cool. Like, he's going to do it. So basically, that's what we did. Um, That's how we came up with our analysis. Um, I brought in... I, I did... Basically, I had to, um, one by one, went song by song, went down in order, and Zach kind of brought it all in together with the bigger About picture. Like the bigger picture. So I like yeah. that. That's how, that's that was our brief analysis. So now, um, for the next segment of this, we're going to go into our top three songs and some of our least favorite. So my top three, definitely Best Friends is one. <laughs> I I mess with that. Yeah, yeah that that was smooth. Oh, that was a sort of like the second kick oh, on the album. Yeah, I best, feel best that. friends is number one just because of the, the significance on it. Like, you know, you don't want to have sisters friends no more. You know, you you can relate to that one, Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> can you relate? To <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we are on you podcast. You was throwing the you was throwing the lyrics a little too heavy, bro. Your own podcast, man. <laughs> I can't I, I I can't speak on that. You can't disclose this information. Yeah, but I, I <laughs> but you know I, I ain't gonna say I can relate. You can tell me later. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but it is something that um yeah I might as well say I can relate. Yeah, but I can relate to that. And it's just like when you're in that scenario and you know it's just like bro like. Yeah, you did me wrong. I might have did what I did, but it's like, damn, you don't, you still can't hit it off. <laughs> it's like that. Like, you, you, that's how you gonna do me? And so, you gonna do me dirty? Yeah, basically. I mean, that's how you gonna do me after after all this time we done spent. You know, it's just like you just can't give it up that easy. So yeah, that's that's number one. 
Um, number two, I'm gonna go with sacrifice. I think I'm gonna go with sacrifice. Ooh, that's a solid pick. Yeah, sacrifice just because of the same significance. Um, I can relate. Um, I've spent a lot of dead weight, dead time on females that didn't mean shit to me. And if I got wasted a whole lot of time, I could have either um, been with someone better or been spending time on myself, focusing on myself, focusing on the grind and on the money. So I can definitely definitely relate to that. Sacrifice. Look, one word, significance. Sacrifice is everything, man. Time and everything, bro. Make sure, you, make sure all that all that shit matters, man. One person can really kill a whole lot of years, months, days, years. So, yeah, definitely relate. And then lastly, I would do gasoline. Paint that picture of like, you know, just pour pour that gasoline on me, light it up, put me in that bag, and just let me be free. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was definitely a grower for me. You said what? The, my first listen, as that was a grower for me. Because my first listen, that was the opener track. Like, what the? But when I heard it again on my second listen, it was instantly one of my favorites. It's a significance. Like, every, like one thing about me, bro, I'm basing, um, when I do rankings and anything with music, when you realize it's, it's something that I can relate to, or how is it painting a picture for me? And so I can, I I can like just it. see that, like, you know. Just part of the gas. I'm the same bro. way for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, that's my top three, and then my least favorite. Really, my least favorite. I don't really have least favorites. This album is amazing. <laughs> um, so I feel, I it's like a pick, big picture. Bro, it's gonna be stereoized. That's that. That's one song that I can't really um depict in a sense. I gotta um do some more. Homework. Like you don't relate to it. I gotta do some more homework on that one. I, I can't really. Yeah. I can't really. You know. I don't know. And then um. Probably the second one, I'll, I'll probably do Don't Break My Heart. That's probably the biggest grower for me. Like, that one's so freaking catchy. Like, radio hit catchy. Yeah. So, yeah, go um, right. go ahead with your... Um, my top, my three. top three. My number one is, is there, some, is there someone else? The production on this is unlike anything I've ever heard. Because <clears throat> the freaking, the best friends into Is There Someone Else transition is might be the best transition of the past decade. I'm not just saying that. Like, that's probably the best transition I've ever heard in his discography. And, you know, he had that song on the teaser, so you already kind of knew the beat of it, but when you heard it, in the full sense of the transition leading into the song yeah it's just it stuck with me more than anything right my number two i would have to go with out of time this is the one that when i was listening to lyrics and looking it up on genius this was the one i related to the most like at first he's basically telling the girl like i like he still has feelings for her and like you know he, he's like not over her or whatever but he's basically out of time. Yeah. Like, and there's not more to be done. Which is basically, shoot. Bro was spitting on that one. Yeah, very much. And the third one, you know, le- the third one is less than zero. The one I said that felt like a Disney Channel in the best way. Like, that is just, I really hope that less than zero is one of the pushed 
singles for the album that gets a music video or, at least, or gets sent to airplay, gets performed at award shows, something. Yeah. Because that is too catchy and freaking too silky smooth not to have, to just skip over as an album cut. Now for songs I don't like, that's nice. I like them all. But the one I would like the least of them all would probably be Here We Go Again with Tyler on it. Yeah. I just felt like there was a lot more to be done. I think it's still a solid song. But that, Tyler is the man who made Igor. Like, he's used that outlandish, non, not traditional production. And I just felt like they could have... It might have been a little rushed. Like, I felt they went another way. It could have been a little better. It could have yeah. stuck out a little more. Yeah. Like, it could have had its own part of the album and stole the show. I don't know, it's just... At first, when it started off, it reminded me of Snow Child for some reason, off After Hours, because the movie references, and he's kind of flexing a little. Yeah, I'm not... I'm 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 feeling it. Like, I was feeling it. I was at start, but then I kind of grew off me. Like, I was feeling it. And then Tyler, he sort of does good. But it's just... Tyler on a weekend album, he was good, but it just felt weird. Yeah. Like he fit, he fit the song. It was just, it's it's shock, it shocks me. Yeah. Like it's not someone who you would think would be on Don FM, even though Abel said Tyler was one of the one of the rappers he wanted to work with for the album, yeah. or in the future. Yeah, but that one definitely shot me. Yeah. So that's it. Three. Yeah, that's that, that's my that's my least favorite. Okay. So from this segment, we're gonna go with production and replay value so this is going to be a little condensed and not going to really you know go all into deep with replay value because i mean it kind of just dropped so that's going to be you know kind of off the slide so production wise production was amazing um like i said dating back it gave me it gave me an 80s feel it gave me a real 80s feel production um like it, it was just how could i describe it I'll give it like a mixture of, because After Hours had great production. After not Hours that, is, not oof. not production like this. This had better production than After Hours by far. You think so? Yeah, by far. So I would probably I, I would yeah. probably say like a Star Boy, because that he had great production on that album. Great. Production. Yeah, it goes underrated because he brought Dab Punk in. Yeah. Like that album goes unnoticed. Like this, probably like production wise, this is probably gonna go next to be behind Madness. Ooh, yeah, that's an underrated mm-hmm. production wise. Yeah. So yeah, Starboy. This is what that's what it kind kind of um get. It's like a Starboy production with After Hours lyrics. Boom. I I can feel that. There we go. Replay value. This is this is definitely just like After Hours. It's gonna age well. Really, none of his albums age bad. None of them. Because <clears throat> there's only one that doesn't exactly have the mainstream success, yeah. which is Kissland, but that's literally only because he was making seven-minute songs and none of them got sent to radio. Yeah. So that, and that's before he blew up mainstream-wise. So that's like the only reason that one didn't blow up. Like All of his albums go off. They do numbers. They go platinum. They might have some diamond hits on there. Yeah, so replay value would never be a problem for the weekend. So, yeah, replay value is definitely going to be there. See, that's my take on that. All right. My uh, my take on the production, I felt like this was Kissland mixed with Starboy. It had, like, the radio-ish feel, 
of Starboy, but the production-wise, where it's kind of like, I don't want to explain it, because Kiss Lane had the whole Japanese feel, this had the whole, kind of nostalgic, it had the 80s, like, he, he was taking you back in time. Now, these songs weren't six and seven minutes long, like Kissland was, but it was like shortened three-minute songs of that. And for replay value, I would say that this is probably going to be in his top three albums for most, uh, has most replay value in it. Because I feel like this is going to have the replay value of Starboy, because I feel like a lot, because these songs are only three minutes long. So I feel like this... Like, a lot of it's going to be center radio, a lot of it's going to be TikTok sounds, a lot of it you're just going to hear non-stop. Whether it be on soundtracks, whether it whether it be on memes, you're going to hear this a lot just like you heard Starboy. Like, this is going to still be blowing up years from now, like how Die For You recently blew up. Okay. So, um, now for the last and final segment of this wonderful, wonderful episode... <laughs> We can talk about the Don FM all night. But we're going to wrap it up with what is next for the weekend after this? And what is this ranking his discography? Not not as a whole. This is just on verbatim. Right? Yeah, like it's no, yeah. no one is right. So, um... You, you can be wrong if you're too much out there, but no one's, uh, no one's right. Right. So, what's next? I feel like the weekend... It's, this is going to be a trilogy. If I'm not mistaken. Yep, he, uh, bro, and he announced on his Twitter, he started teasing it. Okay, so yeah. You can definitely tell it's going to be um, another part to it. My take on the next album, I feel like... You see, I've been thinking about, like... Because I always think about, okay, what, what is going to be next after this? And I, it's hard for me to figure out what direction he would go. I feel like he could go in a direction where... Because she, she basically went off and got someone else. So... Hmm... Maybe he ends it off and this character dies officially. Because hmm. he, he, he's been doing it. He did a different character for After Hours than on this album. So maybe on the next one he does a whole different character. Or he just goes back to normal. Yeah. Or the character really finally finds himself. And you know. Shoot. That old man that he has in the music videos. Shoot, he might not make it to the next album. He's so old. That's what made sense of him being the old man for the dawn. That's why I was saying he dies off in the next one. Or he finds himself. It's, it's so many directions you can go, but those are my top two picks for the next album. Um, I don't think we're going to get an upbeat album for the for the, um, the, trilogy, the, um, the third part of the trilogy. I don't see that. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I feel like maybe you you would get um you definitely not getting a start because this was more starboy vibes maybe you yeah maybe, for sure maybe you'll get like um not a house of balloons maybe like a kiss land or like some long songs with a uh, heavy production yeah. that's not relying on radio yeah you're saying yeah something like that. i hope so i like, really not hope something so that's just so mainstream to say the least that's not three minutes in and out yeah this like, would be like complete and you know and I feel like that's when the weekend would take time off like he would take off maybe a year he or two. does yeah 
he does have that HBO show, The Idol, I think it's called The Idol, yeah. coming out within the next 2022, 2023, so that's soon. So, yeah. And plus, he's got to start touring soon, so. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he's definitely going to take a break after this, after this, bro. He, he's a, he has done a lot, man, with this, um, with this um, trilogy. And I would rank this right. right now, I would just say not before After Hours. And not before, um, I can't, bro, I can't even think of the album name right now. I'm wasting times and call it my name. Oh, My, my Dear yeah, Melcon. Yeah, MDM. Not going to put it before them two. And, and that's how I'm going to leave it at that. I'm gonna yeah, I got to let it age. I got to let it age before no, I put no, it over no, no, some no, of his no. ones. We're going to put it at four for right now. Before Starboy, and it can't be put before Beauty Behind Madness right now. So we're going to put it right in the yeah. sweet spot of four. Go ahead, Zach. I feel that. All right, what's next? I feel like this is going to be a trilogy, just like Tape said. We you know, we, we had the after hours. The after hours are over, like he said. The dawn is here. But a lot of people on Twitter have been reading into that the next album is going to be called Afterlife. Because Abel said, I'm like, I'm tired of y'all talking about old trilogy. You know, that, that was a decade ago. We're in the new trilogy now, mm-hmm. so I think Afterlife is gonna come out. Yeah. I'm not gonna say like within a year or so, but I feel like it's gonna come out within at least somewhere in 2023. Yeah, like it's gonna be somewhat soon. Like this is gonna be a trilogy, and then probably after the trilogy, I would guess he would take some time off. Cause he, but also he did say he's gonna go crazy this entire decade. So don't expect him to be too long or too gone too long. Like a like like a Frank Ocean or a Kendrick Lamar, he's not gonna be gone three, four, five years. Nah, he'll be like a Drake. Like he's gonna. He'll be like a Drake. Just be consistent. Worst case, yeah. he's gonna be like a Drake. Like he's gonna con- drop those constant features, those constant like singles that blow up, but not exactly an album. Yeah. Um, where is this rank in his discography? I would say I don't want to put it like above the classics. But I would say off first listen, I would put this over My Dear Melancholy because it's much longer, it's much more fleshed out. And I would put it above Starboy because Starboy had a little too many skips for me. I would put it over those two because I still put After Hours over this, but those are the two that I would put it over first week. Now over time, it can go up some more, but that's just what I'm going to put it above now for the time being. That's respectable. Yeah. So not above Beauty Behind Madness. It will go over time. Oh, no. Beauty Behind the Madness is like my yeah. number, top top three at least. I feel at like worst. That, would, that cannot get removed. Oh, there's certain albums like House of Blooms or Beauty Behind the Madness that I will never drop down. Yeah. And it's going to be a long time for the replay value to see if it kicks in to put anything even next to it or above it. Right, I thought what made what, what really hurt um, the weekend early in his career with, is like you were saying the long songs with no radio that's pushes what, to say shoot. the least, and um, that's what made me a fan. It was a long like, song. yeah, it wasn't it, the real long albums. Not starting out, I it, thought like, that wasn't the move. Like it, like it took him a minute to blow up. Like of course he had Wicked Games, the morning, all of that. But once he started making hit songs like Can't Feel My Face and Earned It in the Hills and In the Night, he definitely blew up. Yeah. Which was a good move. But After Hours, he's in his prime right now. 
Shoot, I don't think Bro's ever left his prime. Freaking, there's not one era in his discography that I would be like, yeah, that was B tier. That wasn't it. I kind of wish he'd kept that one in the vault. Nah, I feel like after I was definitely that's the start of the prime because now he's very, very mainstream though, and he's not going to win. That's for sure. You gotta think he's that's, that's Super Bowl the, and all in the same year. Like yeah, he's and he's that's the beautiful his fan base more and more. So much like that's the beautiful thing for me. All my favorite albums of his are spread out throughout his discography. So in my eyes, like his prime is just going, going, going. Right. Like I'm not one of those fans that are like, oh well, trilogy's his prime, and if he ain't doing trilogy, I don't want it. Like I'm not one of those. So like, I feel like him and Bruno Mars have the two most flawless, don't miss discographies in R&B and pop I've ever seen in my life. Hmm, Michael Jackson. That, that's fair, that's fair. But I just, I don't usually don't put him up there. I don't, no, because I don't put him up there because they they release a lot of BS after he died. Like how we do with some artists, so I don't, I don't know. That doesn't count. And then I haven't listened to a lot of his earlier albums, like freaking Ben and all that, so I I can't exactly speak fully on that. He definitely but MJ, But MJ did not miss either. Yeah, I can put that as a testament. Yeah, like I said, there's plenty more artists that you gotta go through too. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, call what you want, but R. Kelly, if you know, you know, he never had misses in his yeah. as well. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to learn. But yeah, For that sure. was a great episode. Um, wrapping up the weekend, our first album review. Don, first, yeah, first album review for Tapes Takeover Podcast. Just wanted to give a little quick reflection on on our first episode i'm really thankful for the ones that tuned in thankful for the ones that shared comment left us thoughts or even tested us personally let us know what you thought just just know it doesn't go unnoticed your support means a lot and it's going to go a long way we're here to stay we're here to be consistent and we're here to just push out great content for y'all and doing what we love and we're on youtube and we're on spotify yeah Spotify, you know, if you're not at home, you don't want to leave your YouTube open. Spotify is the best yeah. way to stream tapes, take over podcasts. Look, um, you, just, you in, can just in, put in on car, yeah. while you at work, wherever you want, wherever working you want, out, just, yeah. just in your bedroom, playing 2K, literally whatever you want, like wherever you're at. And we're not even a long podcast, man. We're giving y'all under an hour every time. Every so, single time. So, you know, I mean, why not take. That, that little that little hour that little 35 minutes out of your day check us out man so just continue to spread the word to your peoples man we're like i said we're here to stay we're here to be consistent um just like i said we just dropped monday and this is gonna be um a great special to have out for friday we're gonna have this out for you all so really hope you enjoyed the, our first album review be on the lookout for us monday as we have zach the top 10 songs of 2021. Yes, from me. Why did I say it like that? Because <laughs> you want to say 22. It's kind of like I kind of I kind of want to say 2022, but I kind of like forgot, like, what is the next day? Like, what is our next episode? Right, man. Like, but yeah, like man, I said, man. We're, top we're, 10 songs of 2021. None of this is scripted, man. We raw and uncut. So. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, man. Oh, this has been our first hour review. The Weekend, Don. From tapes and Zach, um, comment down below. If y'all want any suggestions on what y'all want us to do, you let us know. 
um, like I said, we have it planned out. We 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 know we what we do in our episodes. We don't just come in bullshit and just you know be like, oh, let's do this one day. We actually have it mapped out of what we want to do. But if you want to make a, a suggestion for us, if you feel like you want to be on Tape Takeover Podcast, by all means, hit We're us open up. ears. Yeah, so um, all ears. So Zach, if you're done, I'm uh, done. I've said I've said my piece. All right, man. This has been the Tapes Takeover Podcast first album review. Stay tuned for the next one. And we're out. We'll see y'all next time.